Hey guys, welcome back to Handling It. I'm your host, Catherine, and as you know, I thought I had my life all figured out, and then I realized I actually didn't, but I'm handling it, and one of the best ways I've learned how to do that is to talk with others about how they're handling their own lives. Now, this week, we're going to be joined by two incredible guests, Christy Pierce-Rampone and Dr. Christine Keene. Both of these women are so accomplished in their respective fields. Christy Pierce Rampone is the most decorated American professional soccer player of all time, having been an eight-year captain of the U.S. Women's National Team and a three-time Olympic gold medalist. And Dr. Christine Keene is a neuropsychologist, brain health expert, and youth sports advocate. In addition to their sports backgrounds, both Christy and Dr. Keene are mothers to young athletes, and together they teamed up to write the new book, Be All In, raising kids for success in sports and life. The book provides parenting advice, personal stories from Rampone's athletic career, and a look at neuroscience teachings in sports. I loved this book, and whether you're a parent, athlete, or played sports at one time in your life, you'll be able to relate to the lessons and science being taught in this book. I can't wait to chat all about it with Christy and Dr. Keene, so you know what to do. Turn up the volume, get comfortable, and I hope you enjoy. Well, this is going to be a great episode because we're going to be chatting about a great book. Today, we're joined by Christy Pierce Rampone and Dr. Christine Keene. Christy, you're the most decorated American professional soccer player in history, being a two-time Women's World Cup champion, a three-time Olympic gold medalist, and eight-year captain of the U.S. Women's National Soccer Team. And Dr. Christine Keene, you are a clinical and sports neuropsychologist and brain health expert. And together, you both co-wrote this book, Be All In, Raising Kids for Success in Sports and Life. Ladies, thank you so much for coming on to chat. <laughs> thanks for having us. Yeah, thanks for having us, Catherine. Yeah, of course. So for anyone who may not know, would you just give a brief introduction um, about Be All In and what it's about? Yeah, so Dr. Keen and I came together um, through our experience of Dr. Keen on the, the clinical side of my experience on the field as a player and a coach, both of us being you know, sports mom, we just wanted to change the climate of sports from the pressure, anxiety, you know, environment to um, just educating, helping parents um, have a better relationship through sports with their kid and, and basically teach them there's more than just winning. There's so much learning to be had and so many takeaways that you can get from, from sports and hopefully they can have a better journey with their kids. Yeah, I mean, I really love throughout the book, I loved reading it and how you both complement each other so well throughout it. I mean, Christy, you provide a lot of your real life experiences. And Dr. Keen, you dive into the psychology behind sports, which I find so intriguing and fascinating. So how did you decide to come together and write it? And how was the process? So we met weekly. So we would have once a week at least, like we'd have hour long, hours long brainstorming <laughs> sessions where we would talk about the different things that we've heard parents uh, become concerned about, uh, things that happen on the field, things that are, you know, we both work with athletes. Um, and then we would talk about like, how do we structure this so we can get, we, you know, Christy would tell me all these wonderful stories about, you know, the Olympics and the World Cup games and the things that she's um, gone through and then I would come in with the clinical side and we would decide what we thought was most interesting and helpful between the two of us so we would brainstorm and then that would lead to doing some research um, and then the actual writing 
Mm-hmm. And on the, as an athlete, you realize talent can only take you so far. And we really wanted to educate, especially with Dr. King's knowledge on the mental side of the game, because that was, it's really tough for kids, especially as a youth coach, seeing like, you know, the confidence go away and like performance anxiety and all these stresses that kids come to the field with. I was like, we need to like really help these kids out and help their parents to just to be able to adjust and adapt to like whatever's thrown at them. Mm-hmm. Well, that's the thing. And I found really fascinating about the book is that I am not a parent, but I was still Mm -hmm. able to relate to it so much from an athlete's perspective. You know, Mm -hmm. I played sports all throughout my young adult life up until college and sort of dabbled in everything. Uh, Volleyball was primarily my go-to sport throughout high school, but you know, I played softball, I did dance, soccer, and yeah, I, I felt so like while reading the book, just so much stood out to me. Um, So how, after, I guess, (laughs) from your perspective, Christy, throughout the book, you discuss both um, several difficult themes and lessons like Mm -hmm. mental toughness, accountability, having fun with the sport and being a team player. And you go on to explain how all of these things are ways individuals can be all in for the sport. Would you mind Mm -hmm. explaining, I guess, what being all in is? is. Yeah, just um, being all in is basically being present in the moment and the space that you're in, whether it's on the field, whether it's in the classroom, whether it's spending time with your family, I feel like there's so many distractions in today's world mm-hmm. um, that you sometimes get half of a kid at a, at a practice. You know, their mind is, is somewhere else. And, you know, through my career, I realized being a mother and being on the road with my children, I did have to separate. I did have to have that balance and trying to teach parents as well as athletes to have that balance while you're playing sports. And like when you're, Coming to the field, yes, you may have a test or you may be stressed about something later, but like just enjoy it and have fun because you can't change where you are. And that's why we, you know, came up with the be all in mentality of just being present with, with, um, in the space that you're in. Mm-hmm. Well, Dr. Keen, I think what was also really interesting was going into the sort of parent athlete relationship and how that affects everybody's mindset. Um, you're a mother as well. So what was that like for you as a mother and, you know, having your background in psychology? Yeah, so I, I, I would say for both of us, it was really a learning experience. Mm-hmm. You know, there was you know, enough that I knew about child development. I've always worked with athletes with concussions. But um, the, the point of the book is to really be able to step back and become aware of the messages that we're sending to our children. So I've never been one to stand on the sideline and and yell at my children or have like conflict after a game. I, you know, I, I don't usually tell my kids, you know, how to play basically. Mm-hmm. Um, but it did teach me that regardless, my words after a game were powerful. Um, one of the things that I learned was I, my daughter's a forward in soccer. So I would say to her, okay, Cameron, how many are going to score for me? <laughs> and after, you know, as we went through this journey, you know, I, I was, you know, I learned from Christy you know, she's not the only player on the field. It's not just about scoring. She has a lot of different skills that she's going to be utilizing there. So, you know, I, I'm sure you read the part about, uh, you know, I sent her off the field with love. I, I tried to mm-hmm. send her out there with a good mindset. And then I'm going to leave the coaching up to Christy. Right. Well, and then you bring up, I think, the car ride home, which for me, it just flooded back memories. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's, that's a really that yeah. up a lot of memories for people for sure. Definitely. And I think the tone of the car ride is 
such a big factor on the athlete, the child. Um, I think for me, you know, it, those conversations, as you were saying, sort of giving that affirmation before a player goes onto the field, it should be the same thing after the game. But yeah, we talk about like healing from the field. Mm-hmm. So when they get in the car, like some kids want to talk about the game, mm-hmm. but a lot of kids need some space to, you know, relax, calm mm-hmm. down. Emotions run high after a game. A lot of times the parent is just as emotional as the child. So just to remind parents that there is some needed space to let your sympathetic nervous system kind of calm down and then everyone can think more rationally exactly about the game. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, I think one of my favorite parts of the book, and I have a quote here, it's Christy, you, you know, throughout the book, you discuss some of your losses or periods when you didn't reach your goal. And one of my favorite lines that you wrote is, I appreciate you're referring to your silver medal win in the Olympics. And you say you appreciate that silver because it motivated me to learn and get better and to find lasting success. The silver Mm -hmm. reminds me that when I wasn't winning, I was still learning and growing. Why do you think that's such an important lesson for kids to learn today? Because you can get wrapped up in the winning and losing and you could really lose sight of who you are through a loss and that devastation and it can carry with you in a negative way unless you change that mindset into a positive and when you get home from the olympics and realize like i won a silver medal i didn't lose a gold medal like i was there i was you know competing for my country and i got to take what i can from it and i realize like i can take that feeling of almost winning a gold medal and use it as motivation and how to train and how to become better and learn my position, how to work with my teammates and make them better around me. So you pull yourself away from that emotion and realize, okay, what did I really get out of it? And you learn just so much. And the game in sports is constantly growing and changing. So like you as an athlete has have to adapt to it. And as well as like parents that played 20 years ago, like the game has changed for their kids and they have to adjust and adapt. But there's always, I think sports, there's always a, a ground to learn. Mm-hmm. Well, that's, I love that you brought that up because a couple weeks ago we had Olympic gold medalist Jordan Weber on the podcast, which is amazing. And she discussed a similar moment where she didn't hit her goal in the Olympics. And there was more that she wished she could do, but it was what happened at the end of the day. And you had to move on from it, but learn from it. And I think that's just such an important lesson to have overall. Right. Just even understanding how to respect your other opponents, how to respect the game and realizing like there's more to it than just that final whistle Mm -hmm. and like being able to pull yourself away and recognize that and your expectations moving forward and how to become a better athlete, you know, and that's, that's all part of it. That's why we had so much fun writing this book because there's so many life experiences that you face and yes, it always looks good, you know, to turn on the TV and watch these professional athletes compete. You think of such an easy road, but the mental game has, is so taxing along the way of trying to always be consistent and be at your best and you're always competing for a spot. And, you know, that's, that's draining, but that's sports, you know, and that's also what our youth is going through right now. Right. And I think throughout the book, there's so many life lessons in it that can transcend just beyond athletes and beyond parents. I mean, it could hit educators, anyone working with children, um, anybody at any age. Again, I said I'm not a child or a parent, but (laughs) I really benefited from reading and learning about the book and both of your work. Um, Dr. Keene, I love all of the research and findings you bring up throughout the book. I love psychology. And when I was in college, I even studied media ethics and sports psychology. 
Um, one thing that you dive into and address is the stress put on winning. Um, what advice do you have for athletes and parents on how you can separate your love from the sport and then your love for winning? That's the one I think we we're always talking about not pushing your own interests right. on your child and letting your child like choose their own interests yes. and that, that path and that journey. Because if you constantly are pushing your child to be someone they're not, Mm -hmm. Your child will recognize that and you're truly are the first role model for your child. And if you, your child's always feeling that they can't please you because of who they are, you know, that's mm -hmm. going to be a difficult road through sports as well as, you know, I was a late bloomer and I talk about it all the time. Like, you know, some kids excel at, you know, U8, U9 level, you know, where others, it takes a little bit of a process to understand the game, to understand how to compete, understand how to train. So allowing parents to realize like you have to trust the process through it all. And, you know, you come, you can't, you have to push at some point. Um, if your child does like want to play the sport and loves it, but like, if you're truly just pushing your interest because, you know, that's what you want them to do, you know, for instance, you know, it'd be like me pushing all just soccer, 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 my girls, because I excelled at the highest level, but one of my daughters plays soccer and the other really doesn't, you know, she plays on a fun, like, non-competitive level and that's okay and they you know Dr. Keaton and I talk a lot about our relationship with sport is different than our children's relationship with sport and then having the awareness of your your children and separating them and having a different relationship with sport so if you can be aware of that as coaches as parents you know then like that ride is going to be so much better. I'm thinking of the research you're referring to and I think mm -hmm. some of what we addressed was at different levels in a child's life what their brain development is and what they're able to understand mm -hmm. and how as parents we get we can get really sucked into the emotion of winning right and not that skill development mm -hmm. and then we, we you know we always say that winning is the byproduct of the skill development so where are they and I know you have a great mm -hmm. quote that you always say about as they're as they're training understanding that you know a lot of parents they they're concerned about um certain level of play or telling them you know um while they're on the ball or create space. And some, sometimes if you listen, the child may not be developmentally ready to understand that. So mm -hmm. those are the actual teaching moments at the time, but parents kind of jump past that. Like I want my eight-year-old to play uh, football as well as Tom Brady, but can they possibly <laughs> achieve that? Absolutely not. So there's a little bit of a jump ahead. So I think the research you were referring to was, the developmental research right. of how our brain develops and understanding clearly don't have to be a neurosurgeon, but understanding <laughs> that, you know, a child's brain is going to you know, develop in spurts mm -hmm. and they're all going to develop differently. And like, what is our expectation for the kids on the sideline? Exactly. And I mean, you said it best. It's so easy to get wrapped up in a sport and wrapped up in winning my gosh, of mm -hmm. course. But I think it's also really important to have that dialogue and to be aware of what your child, what your athlete is wanting out of that sport and to know what, as a parent, you should want for your child. Right. You know, because at the end of the day, we all want to win. We all want to be successful. Mm -hmm. You know, we all want to be perfect, but you can't. And that's the thing is the game and sports is made up of mistakes, you know, and you're going to have to be uncomfortable watching your child play at times because you're going to see them fail and you're going to see tears, you're going to see this, but then there's the other side of like, those are the teaching moments, mm -hmm. you know, those are the time where you can really connect with your child. And then when the success comes, those are like the fun moments where you get to like really enjoy and say like, look how hard you worked to get that victory. You know, it was a process and it just didn't happen overnight. And you know, th that's the great part about sports is the connection you could have as a family. Of course, of course. 
Yeah, well, I mean, we live in a society, too, where, I mean, there's so many shows, gosh, the media out there that emphasize mm-hmm. upon this sort of parent, coach, dance mom um, persona. (laughs) Um, How can parents remember to separate their child's goals and aspirations from their own? I guess sort of adding on to what we just discussed. So we talk about the importance of free play for that. So like, like Christine, obviously she can teach her children a thing or two about soccer, but she does let them play other sports, let them play in unstructured environment. Mm-hmm. Real important to let them do that because they can develop an intrinsic love of a sport instead of structuring it all for them. Mm-hmm. Right. I think one of the studies, if I'm like remembering correctly, that you had brought up talks about that, how it's really great to dive into other sports and try out new things. So. Yeah, absolutely. So American Academy of Pediatrics recommends not early specializing and playing multiple sports throughout your childhood, mm-hmm. physically and mentally and socially, you know, mm-hmm. all part of a, a childhood. And that when they do early specialize, some of that gets lost. Mm-hmm. Christy, your daughters really grew up in the full soccer environment. Was that just mm-hmm. their sport? Like 100% they knew <laughs> they were going to go. I mean, soccer. it was pretty amazing. I mean, I always say I'm very lucky to have them travel the world with me in their first seven years of both of their lives being in front of so many powerful female role models and just you know I always say that's why kids are sponges and they took so much away from that experience of like the highs and lows they got to see you know the excitement they got to see the tears they got to see the choices that you know the girls made like whether they were like you know make sure they're eating healthy they always make fun of how much water was always in the, in the hotel rooms and like <laughs> the girls just constantly drinking water to stay hydrated so they definitely took a lot of positive things away and they're both very independent um, social girls, which I think helped the travel and, and being around the team. Awesome. I love to hear that. Yeah, it was fun. <laughs> well, you speak of your friendship with a number of your teammates, one of them, Abby Wambach, mm-hmm. and um, just so many other teammates you've had throughout your career. And in the book, uh, you know, you sort of stress the importance of friendship, but community amongst your team. Um, as an athlete, why is that important to you? And then Dr. Keene, from an expert's perspective, why is that important for a child, an athlete? Yeah, as, a, as an athlete, it's like everybody plays a role in a team. You know, some have a more powerful role and some um, have a lesser role. And some may actually have more of a vocal role. You know, Abby and I, you know, were very tight throughout our career. And she's more vocal. She was like, you know, the energy and I was more the quiet, composed, keeping everything all together. And like, we were a great match and we were a great team because we were able to give different things to our teammates. And then when you learn, when you play a sport, it's about the relationships you build. You know, I always say to all athletes, it's not the best in soccer 11 that get that starting role. It's the best 11 that work together, you know, because you have to work with a player in front of you, behind you, the side of you. And my goal is always to make those around me better. And in turn, it made me better, you know, and that's something that I'm trying to instill in my youth athletes. It's not about you and don't compare yourself to others because no two players play the game the same. And I learned that too late in my career. You know, you're always thinking, Oh, this girl plays my position. I got to compete with her. And if you have to get that, you know, out of your head and just worry about competing with yourself and making yourself better each and every day. And I think, that helps kids alleviate the press, the pressure and the stress of like always comparing and trying to be someone they're truly not just be your authentic self, you know, exactly. be the best that you can be. 
I completely agree. <laughs> From a psychological standpoint, uh, we talk about how the stakeholders, the teammates, the parents, the other parents, the coaches, all of these people uh, influence the development of our inner voice as we're growing up, especially the parents. Mm -hmm. So, you know, when we talk about the yelling on the sidelines and what's the effect of that, that is part of the effect. So if you're critiquing your child, you become that running theme. You become the model of how your child speaks to themselves. And so does the coach and the people you allow your child to be around. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think for me, you know, <laughs> throughout my high school career as an, as an athlete playing volleyball, it's great because the girls that I played with in high school, you know, all these years later, were still really amazing friends. Mm -hmm. And, you know, when, we, when it comes to losing, losing always sucks. Yes. <laughs> that will never change. <laughs> it's just always going to be that way. Um, but I think what was great, you know, just in terms of friendship and having a sense of community is that, you know, when you do lose those games, you have that team to fall back on those friends to fall back on. And that's what I really loved. I think out of sports in general, mm -hmm. I think some of my best memories were those fitness days as well, that we all dreaded, mm -hmm. but got through and then would sit down around meals and be like, Oh my God, I can't believe we got through that. And, you know, it made us stronger together because nobody wants to get in the line and run but it does make you stronger and more of like a, a team unit because you, you all have to, everybody has to do it and we all get through it and we appreciate the hard work everybody puts in when we're away from the field so that like we can just run once and then get, get to it on um, right, right to practice. But those are some of the best memories, you know, some of the losses, some of the, the tough times, the perseverance that we always end up talking about. Mm -hmm. Right. I mean, yeah, you have your team, you have your tribe. It's, it's great. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's probably well, a lot of what kids are missing right now, that kind of camaraderie <laughs> and that support from each other. Right. Which brings me to my next point. I mean, we can't have a podcast episode this year without talking about the pandemic. So <laughs> given everything going on with the current COVID-19 pandemic, and there's so many changes happening with sports around the country um, on a professional level, a national level, collegiate, and even intramural level, um, what advice do you have for athletes, for coaches, for everybody just sort of going through it for parents even right now? Yeah, so I just say stay positive as much as you can and not look at any other team or any other athletes and what they're doing. Like, be comfortable in your own skin and what your decisions are during this time. But this is the time to get prepared and teach your child how to prepare for something. And that's for when it does open up and, you know, your structures change. And they're so used to coaches telling them exactly what to do. And like Dr. Keen had said about the free play, like, we grew up in an environment where it was free play. We just went up with our friends and kicked the soccer ball around, shot some hoops. These kids are, you know, without structure, they really don't know what to do. And it's key now for parents to teach them how to prepare and stay fit and stay focused. And I think it's a, it's a great time for the teams to stay connected as a group and work on their skill sets. You know, I don't really think this is a time to start competing and trusting and, you know, going from state to state and, and competing because we're seeing in college it's it's been tough as, as well as the pro right. level. So this is the time to just work on your skill sets and actually prepare for when it does open. It's something that kids haven't been, never had to do. Right. I know that's the crazy part. And for parents to be empathic and to try not to compare other experiences, you know, with other kids who have maybe lost their whole senior year, mm -hmm. um, to try to teach them other ways of looking at this, like what can you do 
Uh, the cardio is a big thing. So mm -hmm. if they're not competing, that they're still exercising because that can lend to depression and anxiety. And we're seeing, you know, studies that are coming out now, we're seeing a lot of kids have increased numbers of depression and anxiety, especially among athletes, because you're not having the social piece and the cardio piece. So um, the endorphin boosting exercises you want to look for. And then I would say to parents, like, pay attention to um, what your children are saying, what their behaviors are. Are they more sluggish? Are they fatigued? Are they with friends? Because it, it's a very real thing right now that we're, we are seeing kind of an uptick with the um, emotional disorders. Right. Yeah. I think it's okay for parent, like for athletes to be negative as well as parents at times, but you have to switch it to a positive mm -hmm. right away. You know, it's like, okay to feel those emotions. Like you're sad, you're missing, you know, competing, you're missing like how sports used to be, but how can we change that into a positive? And it's just all communication. Something I think a lot of people think they're good at, but we, we truly do lack in communication. You know, every team I coach lacks in communication all the way up to the pro level like it's still a challenging time especially even as females you know we're we love to chit chat and we love to talk but when you get amongst the group somehow it, it starts to fizzle away because the confidence you don't feel like right you know your voice is what should be heard but this is the time for parents to really communicate with their kids and like dr king said really be aware of and not to minimize what this you know the impact mm -hmm. of this for their kids because we're certainly seeing that yes yeah, I said, I mean, there's just so much, you know, we're so physically distant from one another. I mean, socially, mm -hmm. yes, it's great. We're still able to conduct our lives in some ways, but it, right. it is tough and how that affects you mentally and, and just socially. Um, my gosh, just with, you know, the schools being affected this year and just so many mm -hmm. young people, it's, it's crazy. But yeah, there's a lot of uncertainty, but then mm -hmm. it's a great thing for parents to teach their kids how to cope with the uncertainty. But then parents understanding you're coping with it too. So you're modeling this mm -hmm. for yeah. your children because we all don't know what's going to happen with fall sports. We're all waiting for that. Yeah, it's crazy. And my, my hope for it is that, you know, with this situation, as again, it's unfortunate, but I hope that with this extra time on our hands, we could have those dialogues that you've talked about in this whole book. And hopefully mm -hmm. it, you know, our schedules are always so busy <laughs> no matter what age we are. It's just like crazy all the time in life. And mm -hmm. I, I think especially for a family dynamic to just sit down at the dinner table more and just maybe have some conversations like about what everybody's really interested in, want to be involved with. Mm -hmm. I think. Yeah. It's appreciate these times, you know, look at it as an opportunity versus a threat, mm -hmm. you know, and just, Appreciate the time with your family and yeah, keep those conversations alive. Right. And I mean, you both have children, you both have athletes. Mm -hmm. uh, how are, I have no doubt that you're, you know, you're providing the best structure. So how has it been going for you during this whole thing? I, it, it was tough at the beginning, you know, it was definitely an interruption into our, our daily routine. And, you know, not only for my kids, but for myself with my workout routine and trying to to stay healthy for my kids, you know, it was like, okay, now I'm going back to just running, but making sure I got out there and didn't let myself get mm -hmm. too negative through this. But I noticed when I had positive energy, when I had good energy, it was contagious to my kids. So I kept making sure that I was like, it's going to come back. We just have to get prepared and just being realistic with them, wow. you know, and uh, just talking it through really, truly helped them because both of our kids were in a tough stage because I had an eighth grader. She missed you know, her eighth grade graduation and her dance and her school trip and like 
now she's going to be a freshman, which is going to look a little different. Right. You know, Dr. Keene had a senior. So like oh, we totally yeah. understand the true emotion that's going behind everything right now because we they were in critical you know moments of their life and, and missing out and still are I think my son's <laughs> hanging by a thread there in Notre Dame so you yeah <laughs> I know my brother my younger brother he's at the University of Pittsburgh and it's like same thing it's just limbo we don't know what's gonna mm-hmm. happen it's just hopefully if everybody wears a mask <laughs> yeah that's what I say you follow the guidelines and everyone's trying to do the right thing hopefully this will We'll all be back quicker, but the more that people don't follow the guidelines, the longer this is going to be. So I just try to keep talking to them about that is like when you, you know, always make sure you have your mask, make sure you're doing the right things, you know, like constantly wash your hands when you're playing sports, when you come home and, you know, like Christy hasn't pushed as a coach, she hasn't pushed, let's go compete, let's go compete. She's Mm -hmm. really told them, here's a time to get in great shape and work on your skill development and let's do that. So that's, and that's really what, what my kids have, have done that. And then actually from writing this book, I looked at this, like, let's have some free play. We're doing can jam. We're having volleyball games <laughs> yeah. in the backyard because there was yeah. so much time to do it. And so they really got yeah. to do those things. I think too is allowing, letting your kid know they're not going to be the same player when they enter the field again, as well as the parents. I think when the parents put down their lawn chair and they're sitting down and they're about to watch a kid, like they have to realize they had an interruption for six months. Mm-hmm. No matter if they've been working out and they've been, you know, touching the ball or like shooting hoops, like it's still like that transition to playing at game speed and the decision-making and everything that goes into sports. Like it's going to be coaches tough. too, yeah. understanding that, you know, you're playing teams, but that, have been practicing maybe, or some girls have been training even when they weren't supposed to be training. Mm-hmm. So they're all coming back with it. You know, some families didn't have the resources or had some, you know, healthcare issues that they had to be safer and couldn't, you know, venture out and maybe practice. Mm-hmm. So they're all coming back right now in very different places. So for coaches to understand that too, because that's where you get into the injury. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the kids are coming back like, you know, rare to play. But yet their bodies aren't where they were when they left in the in the spring. Right. Yeah, I like how you put that because everybody's affected in so many different ways during this and we're all going about it so differently. Some people are working mm-hmm. from Yeah, home. I notice people's <laughs> level of fear is, is very different. Yeah. And it's really important to respect each other's level of safety or level of fear mm-hmm. because the fear's not, you know, maybe one person needs a mask on walking on the boardwalk and another one doesn't, but the the fear is the same. It's just Mm -hmm. that people have different behaviors that they're comfortable with or not Mm -hmm. comfortable with. And we're seeing that on the field too. I mean, you're seeing that everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. And it's important to respect like somebody else's fear and what they're really Mm -hmm. prioritizing. I think definitely, but yeah, yeah, we'll see how, how this goes. And (laughs) I think for sports, it's going to be crazy, but like you both put it, I think right now it's let's take the time to hone in on our, our skills and see what we can improve. I mean, there's, Always room for improvement, you know? Yeah, always <laughs> switching to that can-do attitude. Like, what can we do instead of focusing on, okay, we, we're losing another season, maybe. Mm-hmm. Definitely. I couldn't agree more. Well, you guys, I loved having you both on. And before you go, with this being handling it, I like to ask our guests, what's a piece of advice that's helped you handle your lives? Overall, like, just having that growth mindset to always be willing to learn and grow even at my age, you know, if I'm still coaching, like I said before, the game's constantly changing. You have to adjust and adapt. Mm-hmm. And that's what's so great because it's, it's fun and you're constantly learning and it just 
if you don't have that growth mindset, it's going to be tough, you know, because you interrupt and you, you take that stop and you don't want to grow, but encouraging parents, athletes, and coaches to continue to grow with the game. Awesome. And Dr. Keen? And I would say, uh, you know, as a sports mom, you know, youth sports is so pressured and hurried. And uh, the number one thing that I recommend is actually taking even those small spaces of time, whether it's meditation or yoga or learning mindfulness, that that can really make an impact on a family, especially a family as busy as a sports family. We always say it'd be very tough to be a sports parent, but you know, that self-care and that those little spaces of time can kind of reboot and really help. Yeah. you know, with the overall stress level and then making this enjoyable because in the, you know, at the end of the day, that's what this is about. We love our kids. We want to enjoy this process and not be just rushed from game to game to game where we actually, you know, take the whole thing in and, and uh, we're all loving what we're doing. Yeah, exactly. You know, you brought up self-care and I think self-care is so important right now during this pandemic to just take that time for ourselves. Um, we have, the you know, we get so bombarded, I think on social media with self-care, self-care. <laughs> and then I think you start to say, well, maybe I'm not doing enough self-care. <laughs> How much self-care should I do? But yeah. I, I was just reading, uh, before about even if it's five minutes, mm-hmm. you know, so to not hold yourself, because I think if you hold yourself to the standard, you could become anxious that maybe I'm not doing enough self-care mm-hmm. or like you hold on to guilt that you're not doing it. And it's hard during quarantine. A lot of people talk about how it's been very difficult to keep up their regular self-care habits Mm -hmm. that have been comforting for them. So any little piece or like pieces of reintroducing it has been helpful. I completely agree. Yeah. Just even take five, 10 minutes to meditate, do what you do, Mm -hmm. whatever your ritual is in the morning, what, what have it. Um, yeah, it's so important. (laughs) Couldn't agree more. Well, thank you both so much for coming on and where can people find you and be all in? So we have a website called beallinbook.com and they can learn more about the book and it's on Amazon, Barnes and Noble, it's in Target, Walmart. We're very lucky that it's, it's out there and accessible. Yeah. I think it's a great book to read during this quarantine and, you know, with everything going on in sports, I just think it's a great time to really dive into a new conversation, a new dialogue and see how that impacts athletes and families and parents. So yeah. Thank you both. Couldn't agree more. (laughs) Awesome. Well, thank you both so much for coming on. I really love chatting with you. Thank you for having us. Thank you, Catherine, for having us. Of course. Okay, guys, I hope you all enjoyed hearing from Christy and Dr. Keen. Both women are so accomplished in their fields, and Be All In is filled with so many of their personal stories and lessons to learn from. As I mentioned in our chat, this book is geared towards parents, but can really relate to individuals of all ages. And you can find more about the book by clicking the link in the episode description below. So thank you, Christy and Dr. Keen, so much for coming on, and thank you listeners so much for tuning in. As always, let me know what you thought of our episode. You can reach us on Instagram at Handling It Podcast. And feel free to send us a message and let us hear your thoughts and suggestions. We'll see you next week with a brand new episode. But until then, keep staying safe with everything going on in the world right now and keep handling it. I'll talk to you soon.